Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Come through, queen. I wanna see ya come through, Queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. And this is my front room. Me and the kids have named this the front room. Hey, Brendan. Hey. Uh, How was the crab down in Maryland? I actually had crab. Oh, yeah? Like a dip, a crab dip. Hey, that's what you predicted. Yeah, but my sister lives, like, feet away from, like, a crabbery. Not a crabbery. Where they, like... A crab shack. Not even that. It's, like, where they, like, process the crabs. Oh, process them. Well, I mean, you don't just, like... A crab isn't sent straight to the restaurant, necessarily. Some of them are. Some of them are, but they still have to go through this processing center. Okay. Uh, and my my sister's boyfriend's stepmom, which just seems like a long yeah, it's a journey. She's retired, but she works there part time. Oh, just like for fun. Yeah, but we couldn't stop talking about, and I'm only gonna dwell on this for a second, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff because that all of that happened over the weekend, and my family has like some like my family. Has known about this story for a long time, mm. but I just wanted to dwell on one thing that I posted on the Facebook group, but I've, it's been like burning my brain, yeah. and I want to put it out there in case anyone has more information beyond the stuff that is available on the World Wide Web. So, since the Jeffrey Epstein story got into more prominence, people have pointed out that a lot of New York socialite people have been in those circles. There are several photos of Ghislaine Ghislaine Maxwell, who is like his accomplice, basically, and Carol Radswell on the internet. At least four or five different outfits. Yeah, four or five different outfits. They're all over the internet. There's Twitter threads of people talking about it. That existed, and I was like, okay. Well, also, a lot of people are tweeting at Carol 
about it as well. And she's so far been silent about the whole thing, except today she posted two Instagram stories that were, like, tweets about the Epstein stuff. But oh. it had nothing to do with, like, her knowing Ghislaine Maxwell. Sure. So I chalked it up, and I still kind of do in a lot of ways. Oh, like, they are New York socialite people, parties, yada, yada, yada. That's why there's, like, a lot of photos of, like... Tinsley and Ivanka Trump mm. or like I that was in my brain those were similar things um I then did a deeper dive and I'm the first person I think to figure this out you cracked the code I cracked the code the Carol's author photo that appears on the back cover of what remains was photographed by Ghislaine it is. I looked at the Google, um, like the Google PDF version, sure. you know, whatever. I looked at it. It's photographed by Ghislaine, who I didn't know was a photographer. I feel like that kind of that kind of photo, you could just have like a friend take it on a fancy Ig- camera. Exactly, a friend. Exactly. So those are the facts. We're just we're just dropping this out there. And you could process it however you choose. To. I'm not saying anything about Carol's character or whatever because, no. like, I it's mean, a case much bigger than this, and it's an awful situation, obviously that's been going on for years. But since people are talking about it, and because I've been interested in the case, just because it involves so many powerful people, mm-hmm. this is my corner of it as far as like sure. something that I care about. But um, how is Moulin Rouge? Well, speaking <laughs> of something I care about. Moulin Rouge is famously one of my favorite movies of all time. One mm-hmm. of the movies I do own on DVD. Although Jamie Miss, Jamie Miss to the show, has been holding it hostage for she a few months. She hasn't given it back? No. <laughs> How many times has she watched it? I don't know. Who borrows a movie in 20... 20- no, we told her to. I know, but like... Moulin Rouge. In a, in a time... I've been to her home. She's got Amazon. She's got Hulu. She's got Netflix. Well, that's the funny thing. I don't think Moulin Rouge is available anywhere to stream for free. I know, but like, come on, still. <laughs> I mean, net, net, I mean, Amazon, it costs, what, two ninety nine to rent? I, I'm, I was being a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, love the movie. Iconic movie. Play. We got Musical. To- Musical. Sorry, there's a difference. I, it's, not, it's not interchangeable. It's there's a difference. Okay, uh, got tickets months and months and months ago. It only opened within the past like month and change. I would say. Right. Uh, was very much looking forward to it. I, I spoiled myself a little bit by looking at the because it, it, it started out in Boston. They were mm-hmm. like workshopping it or whatever. And the fun fact of it all is that they add songs to the various medleys that have come out since the movie originally came out, which was back in like 2000. Okay. So like part of the magic of the original Moulin Rouge is that they're telling this story in like sexy France with these modern songs. Right. And now almost 20 years has transpired and we have, even more songs to use to tell a sexy story. Like, give me an example. Like, Call Me Maybe. We had Bad Romance. Okay. Which was a big moment. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Royals by Lord. We had Toxic by Britney Spears. Anything from the art pop era. I think Bad Romance was the only Gaga okay. moment. So nothing from Joanne either? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Unfortunately, no Coffee and Love by Ashley Darby. Sad. Not, no Money Can't Buy You Class? No Money Can't Buy You Class, which both Coffee and Love and Money Can't Buy You Class would fit would fit would very fit. easily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let me say, 
I go to Broadway like maybe two times a year at most, I think. And I usually have a great time. But like the times I don't have a great time have less to do with the show and more to do with the creatures now, like surrounding me. Okay. For example, when we saw Lion King, granted, like that's a going to skew for a younger show, but it was just like madness around mm-hmm. like, and Lion King's been out for, but that's like, part of like 15 years, American musical theater going and having the experience. I know, but like the experience. So at Moulin Rouge in front of us, we got people vaping up a storm behind us. We got people singing along. I didn't know that was, this was like the Rocky horror picture show. It's like you're actually at the Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, as we sat down, uh, this couple comes to, to our right next to Alex and the girl's like super amped for the show and excited and like jittery. And she like turns to Alex and she says, I just have to introduce myself. She said, we just got engaged outside. Oh my God. <laughs> we were, we were, like, oh. were you like, we just got engaged last month. Uh, well, we didn't want to like try to make it about us. Why not? We wanted to let her have her moment. Okay. So we didn't even mention the fact that we recently got engaged as well. But as like the night progressed, I like looked at them and then it came up the fact that they were from Nebraska. And I was like, oh yeah, like in my, I didn't say it out loud, but in my brain, I was like, oh yeah, you look like 20 years old. Right. Like, you know, I feel like down in Nebraska, they're getting married a little younger than my bitter old 35 year old. Yeah. She agent. found, she found herself a cool Nebraska guy who they later you asked me, to, they later asked me to take a picture of them in front of the Moulin Rouge sign, which I obliged. But like, you just stayed with them the entire time, no, even outside? No, the show wrap. No, not the outside sign. There's like the sign that's mm. on the stage. But like some, someone was like trying to film part of the show. They, uh, Usher ran down to yell at them. So your review is basically you did not have a good time. Just because like, and the seats are so claustrophobic. I don't know if I've been to the Al. You know, you just chalked up like most of why you didn't have a good time because people from Nebraska got engaged. No, no, that was not, that was like kind of cute, but but, like everyone around, like there was just so much chaos around me. Um, I, if I was like watching the show alone in a cage, I would love it. Why in a cage? (laughs) Just like no one can be too close to me because those seats were so claustrophobic. I will say something about, um, the American Musical Theater, I think it might be time to um, make some of the seats a little bigger. Exactly my <laughs> point. I was <laughs> trying to say that in a, in a nice way. Yeah. Like, let's, let's go to the Alamo Draft House. Especially if you're in the mezzanine. I was in a, I went to a show where I was like in the mezzanine and I was front row in the mezzanine. Oh, that's fine. But getting into my seat like mm. passing people Ooh, and like you thought you're gonna fall off. i was like this is scary and i'm afraid of heights oh yeah it's like you know when people get stuck at the on a hill on a roller coaster then they have to walk down those stairs oh shit it's like that wow um speaking of chaos though do you want to do a bravo con update or do you have anything else before we get i there? just want to say we we've been plugging pose all season right this beach episode last week this past week. This past week. Yesterday? Yeah. Was so much fun. It was amazing. Like, I love this season, the tonal differences from episode to episode. Well, it can go, it can go very, like, sad and dark. Yeah. And then go over to, and you're having, like, the time of your life. Like, hijinks with Electra. Yeah. So much fun. People are finding love in a hopeless place. 
so sad that next week is the season finale, but at least we know already that we have we're coming back for season three. Don't we already know that we're coming back for season four too? Or could mm-hmm. I be wrong? That could be possible. Maybe definitely I know, three. Um, yeah, definitely three. Definitely three. Yeah. It's only getting be- it's only getting better. And like I said, people are paying attention. So hopefully, I'm I'm hoping for some new children in the house or something. Well, yeah. There's been some characters that have been kind of on the periphery this season that I would like to be introduced to. Like, we need more Jiggly Caliente. That's not going to happen. We need more with, like, those guys who've been around. I don't think that's going to happen either. You don't? No. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah. So let's talk about BravoCon. Sure. So this is from page six, but BravoCon tickets went on sale finally, and some fans are trying to make some cash by Bravo. Coveted three-day BravoCon (laughs) tickets are reselling for a hefty... 1700 or oh my god yeah 1700 1900 and 9500 each on a resale site called vivid seats there are no tickets on stubhub as a publication so just as a side note just because they're asking for this much doesn't mean people are actually paying these resale ticket right. prices not yet yeah um, the sold out tickets originally retailed for uh, $300 and um, $1,500 each, depending on the package from the web, from the event's website, which we went into depth about last week. Yes. Um, a screenshot of tickets being resold for $15,000 on eBay circulated on social media, but the link is now broken, meaning someone could have shelled out the dough for them. Or it was just or taken down. Or took them down. Um, the face value tickets sold out in less than a minute on Tuesday. Loyal Bravo watchers have taken to social media to express their frustration over not being able to get tickets at the original value, even comparing the convention to the disgraced fire festival. One person tweeted, quote, Bravo is annoying me, eye roll emoji. Why are you making it so difficult to go to BravoCon? Is this going to be like fire festival situation? The little emoji with the, like the two V's. Uh-huh. For eyes, and then it's another like eye roll. It's kind of like a hard laugh face. It's like, it reminds me of Cartman. Mm, okay. Um, while another joked that Job Rule and Billy McFarland were behind the event. Another disheartened wannabe attendee chimed in, Just remember who built your network, Bravo TV. Oh. <laughs> you wouldn't be where you are today without your loyal fans that support the network 365-24-7. What a slap in the face to us all. Um, I hate those kind people on the internet are <laughs> mentally unwell as we will get to later on rock um but yeah i don't know we were talking about this earlier i don't know anyone it took got me tickets. a solid 30 minutes i mean 30 seconds to figure out that you were saying rhoc when yeah. you said rock i mean that's I, what you call it i know but for in my brain i thought ladies who rock at first yeah. and i was like are they cyberbullying? <laughs> um but yeah i don't know a person who has actually gotten tickets. I know. And you think we would know people. Yeah. Or like someone in the Facebook group. Nobody's piped up. Unless they're shy. Shy or like afraid to admit it. Well, that's what I mean. I don't know. I wish they just would have done this as like a real convention in the style of DragCon. Well, it's... I try looking up... uh, One of the three venues is the Manhattan Center. And their capacity allegedly is... 3,500. Okay. Which is more than I thought it would be. And then mm. I went to Javits Center and their capacity is 5,000. Oh, really? Wow. Which I thought would be even more. Well, maybe a lot of the Manhattan Center is just hiding from us, you know? Yeah. I don't really know. I, 
I, I was trying to do the math and figure this all out, but I feel like I don't have all the answers I need. Like, I don't trust that Javits Center number. I don't know that Man Manhattan Center number, like, if that's all one big room or what that entails. I wonder if they were worried they wouldn't get enough tickets for Javits Center. Like, why is it just not in the Javits Center? Is I don't know. I don't get it at all. What do we gain from splitting into three venues? Um, annoyed people in the middle of November being cold. Where do you put your coats? Yeah, you're definitely going to be having coats. That's another thing. Uh, a convention happening kind of in, almost in wintertime. I don't hear about that much off, like very often. Right. Like, what are people going to wear? Don't people, are people going to dress up for this, right? Uh, maybe. I, I, I think guess so. people will probably dress in costume. Like, think about, um, like, people who go to, like, for example, like, a live podcast taping. Not that we've ever mm. experienced that. I'll think this about podcast. that. Yeah, okay. But people, like, dress up. Sure. Would they dress... Well, so this will be, like, that to, like, a 700. Side note, if, if we have a live podcast taping, are they dressing up like us or like no, someone? No, oh, okay. they dress up like... <laughs> they, like, wear, like, Giovanni. Like, okay. you know the types. Sure. They dress up like um, uh, Ramona and Bethany crossing the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, like, right. that kind of stuff. Someone will be, his, like, Aviva's leg. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I feel like this BravoCon thing is going to slowly unfold between now and November. Like, unfold in terms of, like... Little by little, like, then the day passes are going to come out. Oh, I but. thought you meant unravel. No, I, I said unfold, not unravel. <laughs> I'm just curious to see, like, I want to see a schedule. Same, know? to, like, release these tickets without any sense of schedule. Yeah. So, for example, if I'm getting a day pass, don't I want to get the day pass for the day that most interests me in terms of the schedule? Yeah, I think we discussed this last week. Yeah. Maybe they'll release a... The day passes the same time they release the schedule. I think the day passes are coming pretty soon, though. Like next week. Yeah. I don't know. They're having people advertise it. Caroline Manzo is going to be there. Good. Oh, I was in an internet hole last night. Here's what people think about Caroline Manzo. They think she's going to be there because they also think that she somehow filmed a secret scene for Ronj um, because Teresa said something about someone made her matter than she's ever been on the show and that uh it was a total surprise to her i don't think so well Teresa said that i know but i don't see like the jump to caroline manzo well people are saying this is her revving up to be back on bravo because she hasn't been on bravo in two years only two years yeah i think ham the ham show went <laughs> off the air in 2017. Wow. These last two years have passed really quickly. Yeah. Think about it. Time flies. Time flies when you're miserable. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> Vanderpump Rules finale filmed. Where did we learn about this? We learned this in Us Weekly. Us Weekly. Okay. Us Weekly reports. A lot can change in one year. The cast of Vanderpump Rules com commemorated TomTom's Tom first anniversary filming the season eight finale. Sheena Shea, Stassi Schroeder, Jack Taylor, Brittany Cartwright, Lala Kent, James Kennedy, Ariana Maddox, Katie Maloney, and Kristen Duty came together at Tom Tom. No, at Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz, and Lisa Vanderbump's West Hollywood hotspot on Monday, August 12th. Kristen, for her part, documented her finale prep via Instagram story. And the finale prep included a cryptic meme about change, which was seemingly aimed at Stassi and Katie. A caterpillar tells a butterfly... 
in Kristen's post, you've changed. The butterfly answers, we're supposed to. Wow. Wow. That's some heavy stuff. Wow. So Bravo fans first noticed a rift between Kristen, Stassi, and Katie after the James May creator did not attend the Next Level Basic Authors engagement party to Bo Clark on July 31st. Kristen was also missing from Katie Ann Schwartz's Las Vegas nuptials last month. A week before the finale party, Katie and Stassi ditched Kristen's t-shirt event, which the rest of the cast attended on Wednesday, August 7th. Stassi teased the drama on her Straight Up With Stassi podcast earlier this month. Straight Up With Stassi. <laughs> she told uh, fiancé Bo on Friday during the podcast, we're at the home stretch for, for, uh, for filming. I have a few days left. My brain is mush. The drama is killing me. I can't anymore. I can't talk about this shit anymore. I'm literally dead inside. Lisa also teased new dynamics between the cast exclusively to Us Weekly last month. She said, there's a lot of really strong dynamics of how things change and how they've grown up. You see them advancing uh, one step forward, two steps back. It's a great season. As always, it's going to be a long season because there's a lot of content. (laughs) Stassi's mom, Dana, confirmed her daughter was fighting with Kristen when she replied to a fan question about the engagement party via Instagram. She responded... Uh, with regards to Kristen missing the celebration, yes, quite sad, but I didn't really know all the particulars, so I was out of the loop for a while. Don't you worry, it's like the Lion King and the circle of life. <laughs> Each one of these girls will grow, change, and come back to their original strong friendship bond that they've always had. Something, Some things just take time. Wow, it's like the Lion King. <laughs> Hopefully it's not as chaotic in the audience. So... Uh, We've been talking about this for a few weeks now. Have we talked about this on the, the podcast? podcast? Oh, yeah, for sure. We were talking about Duty not being at the engagement party. Right, right, right. We reported on that exclusively on Come Through Queen. So she's a butterfly. <laughs> um, Katie and Stassi are caterpillars. I'm just hoping that they can come together. Um, I have a couple things. I'm hoping they can come together in time for Stassi's wedding, which I totally think is possible. Number two is this means that Duty has a storyline. I was just going to say this because when we first heard about this, I thought it was she's iced out. She's a friend of uh, she's going to barely be in the season. This sounds like it's a big part of the season. I mean, hopefully, the other thing is she could be iced out and a friend of, because she did, I saw her hanging out in her Instagram story with Rachel O'Brien last night, and then Britney's gay friend. So, like... Oh, God. <laughs> that's the company you keep. I know. <laughs> no, I have high hopes, as Panic at the Disco once said. I just, like, I would love... I What I always thought was that Kristen needed... This needs to be Kristen's season where she gets good with Lisa, and mm. I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. If she's not at the engagement party, <clears throat> it's like, oh, thank God, that, that troll-up is not here. That troll-up. <laughs> Isn't that something Lisa would say? <laughs> she wouldn't say troll-up, would she? Probably not. A troll-up of Daisy? That's <laughs> a dollop. I know. <laughs> um, one other thing about the finale party, there was like a screenshot going around from someone's Instagram story, and I don't know whose it was, but it was like finale, and it was like a picture or a video that was like of a construction site, and Tom was there. So a lot oh. of people think that like either Tom Tom is expanding or Lisa's opening up another restaurant. I was scoring the We Hope logs because if you mm. don't know. 
West Hollywood has a lot of really active blogs about just like what's West going on in West Hollywood, and they're all run by like bitchy gay guys. Mm. So they do write about Lisa and like Tom Tom and stuff a lot, but there was nothing new that I found on like WeHo Confidential or WeHo Living <sighs> or WeHo Life or whatever ones that still exist. I checked two. And then one was shut. I think WeHo Confidential actually shut down. That was like the legendary one. Why don't they do that here? I was. That's what I was saying. I wish we could have a, like a. I live in Hell's Kitchen, and that's where all mm-hmm. the like. Gay, that's where all the gay bars are here, really. So yeah. I wish they could do like an X, HK Confidential. Should I start that? I feel like that's I don't not hang your, out yeah. in that scene. You don't really have the like the deep understanding of the scene, you know. Well, I know that Flaming Saddles is owned by heterosexuals. I know that the building right next to Therapy just got condemned and had to be torn mm-hmm. down. That's a good start. But that's more like real hardware. Hardware. I know the guy who owns that because he owned pieces. Oh, I know you know that. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I know a couple of the queens on the scene. Oh my God, I could do this. But are you looking like to to delve into like the written word? Kind of. I just like the tone mm. of these blogs because they just like the way they write about things happening in West Hollywood is just like so funny to me. Mm. So I like I don't I, I go to West Hollywood once a year, but I seek out these blogs more than once a year. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, that. sure. So you think like your Hell's Kitchen blog has at least national, if not international, appeal? Well, yeah. I mean, we have an international <laughs> listener. Um, Connor. At least one, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, we have two international listeners that I can think of. Let's take a quick break. Okay. And we'll come back with Potomac and Orange County, baby. And we are back for some Potomac hijinks. Rop. The ladies who rop. Um, and Ashley's at her dad's door. She's at her dad's door. What do you think about this? I can't imagine her thinking filming in the dead of night. Right. With the whole camera crew, Aunt Sheila, Mama Sheila, Uncle Jim was going to actually go over well. Right. This is what I think about her when Kenya did it. It's like... Hello. It's not if he's blocking you on Facebook, showing up with a camera crew is not going to make things go well if you actually want to mend things with your father. Yeah. Although I do have to give her some props for actually seeming more visibly upset than Kenya was when she did the same antics. Mm-hmm. Like I think Kenya Kenya too knew this wasn't going to go well, but like Ashley seemed really shaken. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Great Great acting, rather. Great acting. The green-eyed bandit antics. Oh, my favorite scene of the um, episode was the green-eyed bandits with this old white guy in the back of the truck as they drive around and honk the horn. I just, like, love thinking about, like, the producers approaching this business. Sure. And, like... What did the guy think he was getting into before what happened? Was he enjoying the experience as it was happening? I mean, like, to be around, like, these two beautiful women, I'm sure he loved that. Um, I, I I love thinking about the whole I think thing. he enjoyed it. Yeah. Because they were in a safe, confined space. And how much do you think Bravo is paying this person for his time? 
I don't think so. Not not any. Not a penny. Not he's a penny. getting business off of this. Well, really? I think maybe in his mind he think he thinks he's going to get business off of this. Robin's not buying a truck, and no, no. one watching is going to go to this guy for their truck needs. It's not going to become like the new sir. Just getting like just getting out there. I mean, who of his competitors are on TV? On who has this platform? <laughs> you know. Yeah. But Robin's so like confidently saying she wants to just start trucking. Well, because it'll help her house flipping business. I think there's other ways to help your house flipping business. Yeah. This. Okay, so this woman I went to college with, she followed her on Instagram, and it seems like her fiancé is a truck driver, but she goes with them, which is great. I think it's whatever, mm. but they bring their cat. The cat rides along in the truck, open air, not in a little crate. Okay. Just, like, sits in the truck with sure, them. Sure, sure, sure. They drive around. I mean, that's an enclosed space. Right, but they drive around the whole country with this cat. I just don't know, like, how the cat uses the restroom. Uh, a litter box can easily go anywhere? I know, but do you know what a litter box smells like, even if you are keeping up with it? It's bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's much worse than living in a New York City apartment well, that's why with I that always same said, litter box. I, I would love a cat, but I would need an extra room in my apartment. <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> I know. But that's, I'm just saying. Anyways, but yeah. Do you think Robin will become a trucker after this? No, but I would like to see her do more house-slipping fun activities. She, I noticed that she uses, so going back to house-slipping, going back to Dolores, going back to tiles, and going back to the conversation we had when Dolores was flipping house about the tiles. She was picking the nicer tiles, but the ones that are that Frank wanted to choose are the yeah. ones that oh. Robin is cho- choosing for her house yeah. that you see in every like recently renoed and I'm putting that in quotes New York City apartment that's a rental I'll tell you something I'm not using those tiles in my home good what are you gonna use <laughs> are you gonna go for like a subway whatever look subway tile I mean subway tiles Some are shiplap. very no shiplap subway tiles are very popular in bathrooms and you'll see a subway tile here and there Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to wait and see. Oh my god, I can't <laughs> wait. When am I getting locked into the walls? Uh, unfortunately, they are all sealed up now, so oh no. that time has passed. Sad. Maybe we, we could stick you, just like lock you in the boiler room. Mm, I've only if I have like <laughs> one of those turpentine drink, turpentine drinks from the boiler room in the East Village. Sure, we'll make you a, sig- fine. a signature vodka turpentine <laughs> drink, a la the boiler room from East Village. Okay. Let's quickly... I mean, there's some, like, scenes that don't require much discussion. Karen releasing the balloons with her sister. Have we met the sister before? Probably. I don't think so. I think probably. Um, What's her name? Couldn't tell you. Oh, my God. Is it Sharon? Is it, like, you know how... I wish. We have this new trend in in the Bravo universe of a name that's... Melinda and Dorinda? Melinda, Dorinda, Gina, Gino. Mm. I like Karen and Sharon. Maybe she'll change her name after yeah. listening to this episode of Come Through Queen in whatever country she's listening from. Monique's family doing the CPR. This is like more kid hijinks, like, oh, we're trying to learn CPR. I remember the CPR teacher's name, Allie. 
Oh. Because she introduced herself like three times and it said Allison. And I was like, oh, that's a choice to like go by Allison in the lower third, but be Allie. Well, she's trying to like be comfortable with the family. Yeah. A star is born. I, I thought about this woman and I thought like, what is her job slash career? Is she doing this on a large scale? She might be like a registered EMT or something mm. like that. Like someone who has that training and maybe has gone, maybe um, she did that when she was a little younger mm. and then maybe she has decided to like... This is a side gig. Maybe be a stay-at-home mom, but mm. she still wants to be like doing something Ooh. where she's using her skills. And this is like a niche thing that the rich families of Potomac Ooh. like want. And I like it. I like it. I yeah. like this for Allie. So that's Allie's story. <laughs> um, she's probably married to a guy that she met after college through a friend but the first time they met was at a weird sports bar she was giving me christian girl autumn energy christian girl autumn kind of yeah <laughs> which i'm ready for i'm ready i'm for ready christian girl autumn. to and then pray i'm ready to drink a pumpkin spice latte latte i've never had you're full of shit. I really haven't. I'm not like trying to like be cool. I just I think actually like a never bit. had. No, I've actually never had. Cause I like I like pumpkin, but I don't think I like it hot. You can get pumpkin spice iced coffee at Dunk. Oh, you can. Yeah. You could even get it at Starbucks. Yeah. Maybe I'll try that this um, Christian girl. This Christian autumn. girl autumn. And then we have um either horse girl winter or little women winter. Hmm. I like Little Women Winter because Little Women's coming out. The the women are little. The women are little. But the winter is big. D- that's something you tweeted already, right? <laughs> not not quite that, but we're workshopping it. Okay. Most importantly, no more on Allie. You still want to linger on Allie? No, it's fine. We can move on. Okay. Chris Jenner is shaking. Because it is now three sisters. Oh, my God. We got Candace, we got Crystal, and we got Mama Dorothy. They all show up to this winery. In matching fur vests. Yes. Can I say something about this winery? Okay. So, Real Housewives of D.C. Mm. took place in D.C. Sure. The Salahis had a winery. This huh. is no, this isn't the winery. Oh, I thought but this I was, was like a Ghislaine Maxwell <laughs> no. journey you were taking me on. No, what I was going to say is that on Real Housewives of DC back then, ten years ago, it was like a winery in that area was framed by the wives who weren't the Salahis. Like, oh, like no one's coming to like Virginia for wine because it's just like not on the correct like latitude mm. and longitude it sure. was for like the a grape for the grape yeah it was a part that was a conversation that was had on um real houses ddc so for us to be going without mentioning any latitudes and longitudes and grapes to a winery in potomac it just got me thinking i feel like real houses at dc is having a renaissance online yeah no seriously i'm not even joking people on like um People on, like, Reddit are talking about it more. People in, like, Facebook comments, not on our Facebook group, but other Facebook groups are talking yeah, about it. Yeah, because our group knows better. I feel... No, Real Housewives of D.C. was before its time. Cat mm. Alma Manning, or whatever her <laughs> name is, is one of my favorite housewives. <laughs> I mean, she is the one notable one, besides Mikhail. Well, I liked Linda, too. Don't know her. Mm. 
Okay. Uh, it's funny how the younger sister, Crystal, seems to have, like, cracked the Dorothy code. Well, I think when you're younger, mm. you can watch your siblings mm. and how your older siblings interact with your parents. The wins, the losses, the yada yada. That you comes, learn the tricks of the trade. Learn, you learn the tricks of the trade. Also, she is a half-sibling. Oh. So... So she... So Dorothy might still be with her father. Yeah, I don't know I if think that's so. true. I think so. But yeah, actually. so that has a lot to do with it. Like Candace mm. was from her ex and mm. like all of that. So it has a lot to do with it. But sure. Candace recognizes that... Um, What's her name seems... Crystal. Crystal seems wise beyond her years. Yeah. I like that they kept the C's. I love a theme name in a family. <laughs> okay. That's a subtle theme. Yeah, it is. Uh, okay. We have more La Dame conversations. We're looking at bottles. She's telling us where the label's going to go. We're looking at bottles. If I remember correctly, last week we were talking about how this is a unisex fragrance as well. Right. I feel like we're seeing another wing of the house. Not a wing, another room. <laughs> little by little, we're being invited into more and more of the house. Yeah. You know who hasn't been on this season yet? What's his name? The guy, the hanger honor guy. Giselle's hanger honor? No, Karen's hanger honor, who has become <gasps> the hanger oh. honor of all the housewives. And I only wanted to mention him here because he recently appeared shirtless in Dorinda's post. He was up in the Berkshires with Dorinda and John. Hanging out at the pool. That's so sick. He somehow has finagled himself into each one of their lives. Atlanta, Potomac, New Jersey, Jersey New, York. New York. We just need the... He just West hasn't gone West Coast. I bet you he's got someone from the West Coast. Who do you think he'll pop up with first? I, he'll probably like inch his way into West Coast through... Bronwyn. Maybe a Teddy. Oh yeah, he probably knows best to go for... The lowest hanging fruit. That's so what you're I'm going saying. for Bronwyn. I think Bronwyn. I think like I follow um I follow a couple like Bravo Instagram accounts that post like memes and stuff like that from mm. Bravo. One of them already got in with Bronwyn and like went to her house. <laughs> with- so so our our brownie, the quicker picker upper didn't work, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't think we've ever or would ever really want to hang out with a housewife. Oh, no, 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 but I like to trick them when they're first joining social media to follow, you. To follow us. That's different than, like... That, yeah, I don't want to be in their lives. Yeah, the only housewife who I will actually hang out with is one Leanne Locken, but I think I've been written out of that yeah, scenario. I, I think you're gone. Replaced by Stephen from Summer House. Stephen from Summer House, the wedding planner as well. Well, the wedding planner... I know, was present when you were there. Was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm friends with the wedding planner's boyfriend on Facebook. <laughs> it's so sick. Okay. The major showdown. What we've been waiting for for months and months. The Robin's open, open house. So, I couldn't get my... I was trying to wrap my head around the house. And is it... A conjoined house? Is it like a duplex? A conjoined? <laughs> yeah, it's a conjoined twin. Isn't it like a duplex? Is it like a duplex with another house? Do you mean attached to another house? That A duplex means two floors, Brandon. I thought a duplex means like they were connected and there was... No. Are you sure? Uh, Brandon, do you think I do not know what this is? I mean, maybe it's a regional thing. <laughs> A house divided into two apartments, a separate en- entrance for each. I feel like that could be side-by-side side or two floors. I just looked it up in the dictionary. So a duplex is, in New York, typically, 
like a two floor unit. I know, but I've seen ones that are like, you know, when you walk up to a house and there's yeah. two doors right next to each other and they're connected, but separate homes. Well, that's, that's also a duplex. That's either atta- an attached house or a semi-attached house. I think it's also called a duplex, but we won't go, in, we won't go into it. Sure. Um, I have my real estate license, though. No, I you don't. Yeah, I do. I got it. When? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I actually tricked you for a second. <laughs> I, thought, like, I thought maybe in like a prior life you in had a one in, life. In, in Georgia or something. Oh, weird. No. Right. Um, so the reason I asked was because like when people were walking up to the house, there was like a weird awning that looked really like ratty and like old and dusty. On, on the attached side like the other house's side right that's what i was asking i know so she doesn't own that she simply owns the one side yeah that's still weird when you're trying to have an open house and your person has a dusty awning brennan in new york city if you're going to an open house on a street i'm just saying it threw me off it threw me off i'm not trying to be contentious it just threw me off okay um and then just like i don't know the the furniture seemed very small She's not selling the furniture. It's just staged. I know, but staging-wise, mm. okay. you got to stage it well. Okay. Um, I, but, like, the price point isn't meant for staging it well. I don't know. This is Real Housewives, not... I know, but if we remember correctly, I feel like she bought this house for under $200,000, mm-hmm. which couldn't get you a parking space in New York City. <laughs> so... And the places that you're buying your furniture from are all online. So it's not like the furniture's cheaper in Potomac mm-hmm. versus New York. You know I what just I mean? I, my point is, I don't think that Robin has what it takes to mm. be in this biz. No, I do. I see it. I see it in that, that green eye. How long did this take for her to flip this house? A minute. <laughs> <laughs> I guess shorter than your house. Well, that, that's a whole other story. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know about it, but let's get into the fight that is happening. Well, Giselle, everyone, everyone's arriving little by little. Giselle's actually late, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, she comes in hot, though. So, Ashley arrives. She tells Robin about, like, the struggles with her dad. They have a moment. I f- Ashley had Robin, Giselle, Monique at her baby shower. Ashley, I think, is, like, the slipperiest one as far as, like... Who she, she friends with, who she's she not friends with. She can be, like... Yeah, I can never get a complete read on where she stands. But I then Karen know, was the first one to see the baby. There's something evil about Ashley. No, get out of here. Coffee and love. No, that's and all I have, that's I have all said in the past that I like... Like, I enjoy watching Ashley. But then I'm, like, she's kind of can be, like, the evilest, meanest one at points. She just does it in a sneaky way. Well, back in the day, she used to stir the pot more, but now she is the pot. I think she's still stirring a little bit. Okay. So, Monique's there, pregnant and all. Uh, Juan's around as well. I just don't like pregnant Monique fighting, which she did again. Not physically, obviously. But, like, I don't think she should have Giselle yelling at her. And it's not her fight. Well, Monique, it's not Monique's fault. I know, but, like, I'd be like, let's get Monique out of this situation. This, once again, like, the picnic. Stop yelling at the pregnant woman. I don't care. Giselle, it's funny that, like, Giselle can remain queen, but get away with these nonsense fights. 
Mm-hmm. What is she angry at Monique about? It was because... Uh, I forget. Yeah, no one knows. Like, Monique is talking about a situation that happened. But we're all, we're all talking. We're all always talking. And Giselle's not a part of any fight this year. Yeah. My brain can't wrap my head around it, but... I like that we're moving on, like, we're moving between fight to fight to fight to fight. It's, like, fresh like New York is. Well, they they keep Candace's call time separate from everyone else's, so that, that fight could happen, then Candace could come, <laughs> and then a new fight could happen. Like, between Candace and Monique, and oh, yeah. Candace and Ashley. I can't believe Candace isn't... Can we go to the um, reunion seating? Yes. I can't believe Candace isn't first chair. Well... As I mentioned on our Facebook group, Come Through Queen on Facebook, this proves the point that Giselle is the Bethany, Nini, Teresa. Does Kyle get first chair? Uh, that's why I left her name out. And Vicky... Vicky's not here with Vicky, us anymore. But you, Vicky... Did up until this year. I don't know if she was always first chair. Like, Ocean, I feel like on the West Coast, it's like how the toilets flush the opposite direction in Australia. But like oh, the same person, rules don't apply. You almost scared the shit out of me. I thought you were about to say the toilets flush, flush the opposite direction on the West Coast. No, <laughs> and no, I was no, about no, no. to be like, what? No, but that uh, what I'm saying is they're so far removed that the rules are different there. We don't think about that a lot. What, the toilets or the no West Coast? No one talks about the toilets. <laughs> well, what more is there to say? Once you once you learn that in elementary school, I, I think you can like move move on quickly. I know. I just like to think about things mm-hmm. sometimes. Okay, so yeah, the seating it's Ashley and Giselle next to Andy. Mm-hmm. So next to Ashley is Karen and the Monique makes sense, and the next to Giselle is Candace and Robin. This is where like I would have liked Robin next to. Giselle, but then you can't have Candace on the end, which is why Candace should have been next to Andy. Right. But we're respecting Giselle as the matriarch. Right. I think that these, the seating is kind of like your position on the couch. Once you're on a couch, is starting to matter less. I disagree. You no, I mean like I think they do it on purpose, but like as far as what you bring to the reunion, it's like it's not like Andy's going to completely ignore you just because you're like. Sitting in the middle or on the end. I think Robin and Monique being on the end mean something. I yeah, I know, but like as far as like what happens during the reunion, I'm thinking like Sonia and Dorinda, for example, yeah. were not center str- center middle, but they brought a ton to the reunion. Sonia this year she was barely in the reunion. She was the best part of the reunion. No, for like super fans, but there was an episode where she didn't even speak. I don't know. I just think it's starting to matter. Like. He, they're starting to get better at like making the reunion all about more people for a lot of the ones, mm. I think. Okay. Well, we'll see how the Potomac one turns out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just about Potomac, it was funny watching Robin nervously scurry around the open house while the fights were ensuing. Oh, I love that. And then, did the buyer leave? <laughs> like, did, they, did she end up selling this? Is it still for sale? We need to look that up. Yeah. But, like, I mean... Whatever buyer was coming to this event knew what the situation was. Yeah. He signed a release to be on On Real Housewives. (laughs) On Real Housewives of Potomac. Okay, let's move it along to Orange County. 
Kelly and Jolie playing tennis. Um, great. Do you think Kelly actually knows how to play tennis or she just hits a ball? I could see her out of anyone on this show playing tennis. Yeah, she does spend time in the Hamptons. With uh, Ramona, I know. who loves tennis as well. But it comes down to Jolie and Kelly talking about Vicky, talking about what Vicky said. Now, no one wants to... No one is allowed to sleep over with Jolie because of the coke allegations. There's coke everywhere in that home. Um, the, then, the sickos messaging Jolie. Did we get what platform this was on? Instagram. Instagram. And they're supposed to, like, they're talking about them like they're people from school. No. No, they're not. They're talking about just like a random person. Yeah, and this is... When they read the message, it did not sound like a classmate. It sounded like right. a, a sick Bravo fan. I guess what I'm saying is, like, I think, like, they're trying to frame it as if they're people this age. Or you think... And I could see it either way, because there's a part of me that was watching this episode where I was like, it feels like we're on the verge, for this in particular franchise at this time, of just, like, pulling away the pretense. In a lot of ways. The way, like, the way... Bronwyn came on the show. They didn't even try to make up a story. Well, she was just Kelly's friend. Right, but you were making a point about... Um, oh, Gina. They filmed a scene with Gina and Bronwyn meeting and exercising together. That was notably a flashback scene. Right. But there was no intro to that. why that flashback scene even occurred. Right. They were just like, oh, hot. And they showed them meeting each other. With no one introducing them. Yeah, there's just like been, there was a lot of things like that that made it feel like it's like they're on the verge of something here. So Vicky doesn't show up till the end scene in this episode, but I'll bring it up now. We need to know, and this goes to this conversation, conversation of like dropping the fourth wall or whatever. We need to know when Vicky knew she did not have an orange. It felt like it could have been... It could go either way, this episode. It felt like she, it felt like she could have already known at it this point. It felt like she could have already known. Because she came in angry. Or it seems kind of angry. She came in angry. She didn't even bother like, introducing, introducing herself to Bronwyn and being nasty to her or taking her under a wind. Wing. It was almost like, oh, I already know I don't have an orange, so fuck you. Right. Yeah, that's that's all goes into like what I'm talking about, like how it felt. Something feels off, and not in a bad way necessarily. It just feels like a little different. Yeah. Even when they were doing like t- explaining her um, being called Miss Piggy and her like facelifts and stuff like that, they were using confessional photos instead of like trying to find like a photo from, like, a scene or something like that. It was just very interesting. Uh, Sophie Bador, beautiful woman, going to her spring formal or whatever. Actually, yeah, who knows? Her winter formal, I guess, because it's February. Seasons don't exist. Seasons don't exist here. Uh, she's wearing a short little skirt that Shannon doesn't like, but they quiz each other about... The rules. The, the rules, new rules. The new rules for the night. Because they're both going out. Yeah. I do have to give credit to her date, who did wear 
an accent tie that complemented the dress. Yeah. I'm still... Uh, jury's still out on that one for me. Mm. I think he should have gone with, like, an accent... Um, uh, like a handkerchief or a boutonniere? Boutonniere. boutonniere. Mm. Like, a nice little, like, yellow daisy or something would be cute. What's wrong with the tie? Eh, it seemed a little heavy-handed. But I did the matching thing when I went to prom, I think. Mm. Okay, Emily throwing that birthday party for Larry and Perry <laughs> and Mo. <laughs> I hated everything about this scene. Just everything from, like... She's in a simple dress. They show up in, like, furs and an <laughs> evening gown. Like, the whole... F- I, I, I expect this from Perry. But Larry and the sister-in-law both came in their housewives' finest. I know. And just, like, Emily seemed really put together last season as far as, like, when somebody, when people would come to her house mm. and she'd have, like, the spread. Everything would, like, look great. This well, I think she was still at that time... A party planner? Billing herself as a party planner. Yeah. Is that out the window now? We're, we haven't talked about it in two episodes, so I don't right. know. The fact that this man refuses to show up for two hours on his mother's birthday to have dinner. Let me tell you. When I was studying for the bar in Boston. Okay. It was my one and only summer in Boston because I interned in New York the other two summers. And I'll give him the fact that I was studying a lot during the day. But, like, at 8 o'clock at night, I wasn't studying. Right. And, like, especially for a special occasion. It's your mother's birthday and your wife is at your home. Yeah. Making a meal. Well, well not making a meal. Hosting. Chef, yeah. Hosting with that healthy chef and his wife. Yeah. And, like, serving your parents. And then, like, she's trying to call you and you're like, oh, I feel like I'm being harassed. He's such a loser. He's such a loser. Like, there's so many losers on this show. One man who's not a loser, Bronwyn's husband. Sean, I think his name is. Uh, he kind of, okay. He has like a light behind the eyes, engaging in conversation at this party, like joking with Bronwyn en route to the party, how he's like, oh, we're going to this housewarming party for someone we don't know. Like, I liked that banter of talking yeah. about the, the housewarming he's party. He's still dressed like Jim Bellino from 2011, Yeah, though. I mean, listen, he doesn't check every box. But he's checking some boxes. They have a sex apartment. They have the sex apartment. <laughs> Which, it seemed like this was his first time seeing this particular sex apartment. They right. had one when they were living in Miami. Maybe they should buy a space in Potomac to have a sex condo or a sex duplex and in- buy out Robin's space. Mm. She needs a buyer. Okay, she's looking for the bu- The one buyer ran out, so. <laughs> uh, we meet Dr. Deb as well, which... I, I knew Dr. Deb was coming because she was in previews and you can't miss the, those neon dreadlocks. Right. So this past weekend I went on like a Instagram deep dive and I saw some of this coming in terms of she has a new husband that's not Bronwyn's father because Bronwyn's father passed away mm-hmm. and she remarried and... Did she meet him at Burning Man? No. I think she met him in med school. Oh. But Bronwyn's mother was older going to med school. Mm-hmm. And I think he might be a little younger. Because, okay. like, if you look at current pictures of him, 
Like, he could be one of the current housewives' husbands. Oh, wow. Um, but this Burning Man thing. She looks like... You know that movie Waterworld? Well, that's Burning Man. She looks like a character from Waterworld. Would you go to Burning Man? Fuck no. I know. You could not pay me enough. I uh, Here's another person from college. He went to Burning Man. He's one of those people who was like, it changed my life. Like Dr. Deb. Yes. He met a man huh? there one time at Burning Man. The next year's Burning Man, he proposed to him. And I want to say the next year's Burning Man, they got they married. They got married there. So it's all around Burning Man. Yeah, it's like you go and you like barter with people in the desert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's all about like burning men. No, no, no. No people are being burned. But there's a giant man. Yeah, like a straw man. A straw man that's being burned. It looks yeah. like Blair Witch Project. Well, they all build like these big contraptions mm-hmm. that they, I think, party and live in. And then when they're done, they just burn it. So there's like partying. Also, yeah. just like burning all of the stuff afterwards, that can't be good for the environment. No, I think their, I think their reasoning is that it is good for the environment because they're not leaving it there. Okay. Like a like a mess. But like I don't know. If you've ever been to Burning Man, please chime in. Mm. Tell us. Have you seen Doctor Deb? Yeah. Is she like the what kind of the doc- doctor of? Of the Burning Man? Of the scene. What kind of doctor is she? Oh, did they mention this? I can't remember. She is a legitimate doctor. Right. I I thought it was like a family practice, maybe. Mm -hmm. They said. I could be wrong. So do we like her? Listen, is she a Mama Elsa? Is she a Mama Joyce? No and no. Well... Is she even a... Mama D, no. No. But she's something. Okay, she's something. She's more than a Shirley MacLaine Barney judge. Also, like, now we know why this person's named Bronwyn, you know? Mm, yeah. Just look. Just look at her. Okay, Tamaranetti, go out to dinner for Valentine's Day. He has a foot fetish. Do not care. I find myself, as the years go by... Disliking Eddie more oh, yeah, and yeah, more yeah. and more and more. Yeah. I feel like when he was introduced, I was like, oh, he's fine. Well, because he was just an upgrade to Simon at the time. He is awful. He, the way he ordered everything at that Valentine's dinner, like he wouldn't let her order anything. Awful, awful, awful. Well, you know, people commented on that. We don't know if he was ordering for her with no conversation. Like, the conversation over what they were ordering could have been, like, edited out. Sure. You know what I mean? But, I mean, like, she could have just ordered her own stuff. I know, but, like, let's say... if they talked Let's say we're sharing... Like, Alex and I are sharing Oh, you identify as an Eddie. No, I don't. Because I won't say Alex's entree, but if we're, we're, like, sharing an appetizer, like, someone's got to say the appetizer. Right, but you won't say Alex's entree is the point. Usually not, yeah. Yeah, I just, like, that house, I don't think there's a lot of love in that house among the entire family. Mm. Just, like, the way it, when they're sitting there together, it seems performative. Yeah. As far as the whole family and even the two of them. Well, like, dinner was, like, antics. Yeah. It's like, Eddie's got a foot fetish. And you know the conversation is like, Eddie, I'm going to joke that you have a foot fetish this year. It's going to be, like, 
our funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Um, Gina, we, so Kelly goes to visit Gina in her house. That's still very much in the moving process. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. She's alone in her casita. Yes. Uh, I did notice that Kelly was not wearing shoes. Interesting choice. No, but like, it could be like a no shoe household. Mm-hmm. Um, but we learn about Gina's new man that she's going on a date with on Valentine's Day without realizing it's Valentine's Day. Have you ever done that? I feel like I know people who that's happened to. Uh, no, I've never accidentally gone on a Valentine's Day date. Uh, but he doesn't use emojis, so that means he's mature. I don't know. Adults are getting really into emojis. Oh, no. adults love emojis. Like My parents will love an emoji. I'll be like, how did my mom find the cricket? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, my uncle sending bitmojis to this big group text we have of, like, all of our extended mm-hmm. family. Oh, bitmojis are great. Yeah. I love bitmojis. His is dressed as a red sock. Like, that's his outfit. Yeah. Okay. Always. It's not just, like, if he does baseball Seasonal, ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, we finally get to Tamara's housewarming. Uh, everyone's, like... And not a warm house. <laughs> wow. Actually, I do have to say, I, I like this house a little bit more than the last one that we saw last yeah, year. Yeah, I will agree with that. Uh, but it's it's definitely very... What's... Chip and Joanna? Yeah, kind of. I just did not like the setup of the outside part of the party. Mm. It just, like... There wasn't a lot of thought put into like how it's going to be, you know? It's like they were all standing in the hot sun with their, like sad drinks for half of the time just like kind of squinting because okay. they didn't have any shade i don't know i just would have liked a little more thought maybe bring in kyle richard's party planner glenn sure he's a pro i think he has time because i think kyle dropped him <gasps> that that was like a almost decade-long friendship i mean more because we knew we knew him more i mean she knew him before yeah Okay. Uh, Remember? Never mind. <laughs> Ryan, like, creeping around wanting Shane to be there to drink some beers with, but then not knowing that he's, he's Mormon. Mormon. I just, and maybe he just, like, wanted his, like, boyfriend twin around. Because yeah. when he's shaved up, Ryan yeah. does look like Shane. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, we learned that Shannon and Tamara blocked Emily on Instagram together. Good. I did like Kelly's impression of Shannon's uh, Instagram videos going up the hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was good. Kelly's the all-star. Yeah, Kelly's a problematic fave, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vicky comes in, like we talked about. Everyone's running away from her. Yeah, I think I think she was already relegated to friend of. I think she showed... I think she came back begrudgingly. Instead of breaking her contract or something, I think... Andy talks some, like, gusts her up with some thoughts about how there's been no reality person to be on a show for 14 years, and yada, 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 because she repeated that line on the Jerry O show yesterday. <sighs> um, she said Andy told her that. So I think before she started filming again, he really had to have a heart-to-heart with her about, like, staying on the show, and, like, I bet you he's the sole reason she came back. We talk about this often how we don't really get many rumblings of OC filming while it's filming. But I do recall early in OC filming, there being talk of Vicky being demoted or out. Yeah. And think about how soon this happened after 
Andy's baby shower. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. Because we're just, like, close to Valentine's Day. Like, Vicky goes from planning Andy's baby shower to being demoted. Wow. Wow, Bethany. Wow. The pig and emoji is the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And the explanation for why Kelly did it is even funnier. Because she didn't want to give a dissertation over she text. Give, she was just, she's basically too lazy to text. So she sent the pig and emoji. What was funny was Tamara saying, oh, Kelly should have known that Slade made this joke in season four or five. I, okay, so I was going to be like, Kelly has an easy out here because she's just using an an emoji because she's lazy. She's not necessarily calling Vicky a pig or saying that she looks like a pig. But Kelly at some point in this episode did say that Vicky looks like a pig. Oh. So, like, I was, I was with you. Mm-hmm. I was with you. I was ready to be like, oh, Kelly has an easy out where she can get out of this. Well, the other thing is, I've only seen so many an emojis. And to be honest, the pig is the only one that comes to mind. Is there a frog? Probably. Maybe a bird? Is there a panda bear? The pig is the one that's, like, top of mind. Yeah. Like, if I were to pick one, I would pick the pig. Because, well, I mean, like, people often use the ones of themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there was even a time where Apple was releasing music videos of artists as themselves, like Ariana Grande. Oh, my God. Do you remember that weird thing where everyone made a lookalike version of themselves that would, like, pole dance? It was, like, some oh, app yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 And it was, like, to the song Leona Lewis, Take a Bow. Yeah. Yeah. That was something. That was like 2013 or something. And I think that was... Remember how everyone was crying about the Face app being like a Russian hack? Mm-hmm. I think the that pole dance... was the dance, original Russian the, No, the pole dance was like a Chinese government hack or something. Oh, they, yeah. That app and your use of it is the reason why Donald Trump is president. Yeah. So, congrats, Congrats everyone. to all of us. Take a bow. <laughs> take a bow. Take a bow. <laughs> okay, let's do the freak... Okay. Of the week. Do you want to do the freak or the queen? Me? Yeah, well, pick one. Oh, um, I'm trying to remember who is even the queen. Oh, I want to do the queen. Okay. So the freak of the week is Tamara Barney Judge and her son Ryan and the entire family, like I was saying. Mm, okay. Alluding Why? to. So this is a little bit of a saga. So... Ryan's ex, Sarah, posted screenshots of a text exchange with Ryan. She posted this on Instagram, and it was deleted. So it starts... I'm going to go back and forth. Mm. Okay, so Ryan said, sent, to the, sent it to the wrong person. LOL. Then Sarah said, you talked ahead about my daughter several times today. She's a child. You're supposed to be a grown-up. Ryan said, and she acts like a little bitch, just huh. like you. Sarah said... I don't think you comprehend what you have done to my family, Ryan. So you can both get fucked. Your trash, fuck off. Sarah, you are disgusting and abusive. Ryan, now I'm going to talk to whoever the fuck I want. Sarah, your games are unreal. Ryan, go kill yourself. (sighs) Um, And then Sarah says, it's not a joke, hello. And then Ryan comes in and says, Fuck you. This one's for you. And sends a photo of a bullet between his two fingers. Insane. Sick, 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 sick shit. 
And um, Sarah posted, her caption was, this is how the victim talks about my brother. He has threatened me and said... My daughter. Oh, yeah, my daughter. Sorry. He has threatened me and said and done things beyond imaginable. I am done being blamed for his actions. And uh, a commenter said, is he saying this about his own daughter? Because I guess Sarah has like three children without him and then they have a daughter together. Um, And then Sarah said, you should see what he says about me. So then on Watch What Happens Live last night, um, on Tuesday night, uh, Andy asked Tamara... Tamara was on with um, the person from Glow. Yeah. And Andy asked Tamara, number one question for you tonight is going around and around on Twitter. We talked about this a little bit before the show. And Andy said, you have to ask Tamara about her son Ryan's text with Sarah that she posted calling her daughter a name. What's going on? And then Tamara says, calling her daughter a name? Wait, their daughter or her daughter? Andy didn't know the answer. Yeah. And then Tamara said, I don't know, but Sarah tends to go on social media and post all this stuff, then delete it. So I'm not buying it. Buying into it. Buying into it. So the fact that Tamara wanted clarification on who's, if it was just her daughter, just Sarah's daughter or the daughter that they share, it's fucked up as shit. Well, Sarah also responded after Tamara was on the show saying Mm -hmm. like, Tamara knows all about this. She's just playing dumb. Yeah. Tamara's, like, clearly just playing dumb about this. 1,000%. And the fact that, like, she's trying to play so... With this... Everything around Ryan, it's like she's trying to play it so even-keeled without, like, making him look bad, even though all of his own actions are making him look awful by themselves and they stand alone. Yeah. Like, even this, like, Trump stuff, like, it's not the same as these death threats, obviously, but, like... Like, this Trump stuff where Tamara's trying to play middle of the road with it and, like, not, like, damn her uh, son too much, but, like, still make it a thing is, like, kind of fucked up. And it's, like, she's so calculated in that gross way. I mean, she could have easily been, like, oh, this is some rough family stuff that we are working through. I don't want to talk on their behalf over what they're going through between each other. Right. And that would have been... So much better than her pretending like, oh, what are you talking about? No, she posts stuff online, this or that. Anyway. Speaking of that very same episode of Watch What Happens Live, Betty Gilpin was the actress from Glow who was sharing the stage with Tamara, who I don't watch Glow, so I wasn't really familiar with her, but she seemed to be like a Bravo super fan. Andy asks her uh, to like what she thought of the reunion, what did she think of, like, what Camille was? And she did not just try to give a quick, easy answer. She had the gall to say she took a break from Beverly Hills while on Watch What Happens Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, how brave of her. <laughs> Braver than the U.S. Marines, I must say. To Andy Cohen himself, which he was kind of, like, flabbergasted <laughs> Yeah. Um, I listened to her on a podcast recently and she was very interesting. Hmm. So that was my familiarity familiarity with her. Sure. Um, so I think she is deserved a queen of the queendom. Sure. So that's it for this week. Watches. Um, make sure you go leave us a review. Yeah. That'd be nice. Five stars. Write something nice. Make it nice. Yeah. Or, like, even if you decide to write something mean, still give us five stars. But actually, it might hurt our feelings, so don't write anything oh my mean. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> come through queen.com slash store. Winter is coming. Get a sweatshirt. 
yeah, Anna Wintour is coming. <laughs> um, okay, a few things. So go to Twitter, go to IDK, IDK, and follow Dan. Go to Not Brennan, follow me. Go to Come Through Queen and follow us. Go to Facebook. Join the Facebook group. Join the conversation. Um, someone just posted an unwell image of Stephen McGee photoshopping himself next to RuPaul. Um, <laughs> so that's the kind of content you'll get. Wow. That's great. Like, comment, subscribe. Love us, love us. Please retweet. Heart share, retweet. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.